This podcast is brought to you by nbs.fm, the no bullshit podcast network. Hey guys, and welcome to this episode of The Startup Diary. I'm Harrison Mudge, and I'm with my co-host, Adam Callow. And if this is your first time listening to the show, this is where we share the highs, the lows, and all the learnings of what it truly takes to build a business. Over the last seven years, we've gone from an idea, bootstrapped the business, raised some funding from some angels, then raised some venture capital, and we've made a number of mistakes along the way, and this podcast is to help you avoid making those same mistakes. Every Monday, we drop an episode where you can follow our journey building expert trades. And every Thursday, I get the pleasure of interviewing awesome guests from the world of business so I can selfishly learn from their journey, and you can too. If this is your first time here, don't forget to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you're listening to this show, then you're probably an entrepreneur like me. I know the benefit of surrounding yourself with like-minded individuals that help you grow professionally and personally. We've built an amazing community through this podcast. Visit nbs.fm forward slash network to learn how you can get involved. Hey guys, Adam here. I wanted to record a quick message before you get into today's show because I got off the mic with Harry Just. And I guess I was a little bit concerned because there's a risk that today's show just sounds like a lot of noise. So we really get into how I'm using different tools and services to become more efficient on a daily basis. For those of you that are longtime listeners, you'll know that I was hiring an executive assistant and that didn't go through down to COVID. But my wife, Sarah, who's worked for the business for six years, is now supporting on an EA role 10 to 15 hours a week. And I wanted to share with you how we're getting work done. I guess the key things are listen to some of the tools and services that I'm using, give them a try for yourself. And if you've got any feedback or suggestions or have any follow-up questions, you can reach out to me on adam at nbs.fm. Enjoy today's show. So Adam, before we get started, can you, you please my... can you please describe for the listeners the t-shirt that you're wearing? Because I saw it this morning and you probably think, oh, that's a cool nifty t-shirt, but it's actually quite emotionally distressing because it's very sad. Well, you're looking at, agree, you're looking into it in a new, in a deeper level than I am. So this uh, is a t-shirt that says game over mm-hmm. written on the top. And there's a picture of Mario looking very elderly and frail mm-hmm. playing on a arcade machine that also says game over mm-hmm. on the arcade machine. Now I've said it out loud. It sounds very morbid. It's a really sad image. Why is it impacting you so much? It, 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 I don't know. It's like it's a black T-shirt that is in color and it really pops out. I do like that, but and it's really kind of a novel design. But when you actually think about it, it's really sad. So let me just because Super Mario is been around for decades at this point. Yeah, which means he's getting old. Hey, listen. <laughs> let, let me let me just let me just preface this. So Sarah saw a Facebook ad. Sorry, it's my wife. For those of you that don't know, she saw a Facebook ad which was like for a T-shirt club. So every month they send you T-shirts. You don't select them. So I didn't choose this. This just came in the post and they they weirdly fit me and Sarah because it's a boys cut t-shirt that she liked. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she likes them baggier, which allows me to wear them if she doesn't like the design. So it was it was a good deal. Um, so we didn't choose this, but this was one that Sarah looked at and was like, I'm not going to wear that. So I wore it. So I looked at my cover this morning. I'm like, it's pretty colorful. It pops. So I put it on. But I haven't looked at it on the same level that mm-hmm. you have. We've also canceled the subscription since, by the way. I'm ending up with too many t-shirts that she doesn't want. <laughs> so I'm like, just cancel the subscription because I don't want this damn subscription. It turned out to be me. How's things going on? What's new in your world? Uh, what is new in my world? Well, there's only one real new thing in my world and it, it, it's growing by the day. Mm-hmm. 
goes by the name of Elliot Mudge. If anyone wants to know about how I'm getting on, they can follow my journey on the Dad Knows Best podcast. <laughs> like it. Also part of MBS, <laughs> and hopefully you've heard the new tag at the top of the show. Uh, we're trying to professionalise things a little bit here, which I guess is why me and you right now are trying to work out what this whole intro shtick needs to feel like. Well, it's really weird because we normally like come in big energy, welcome to the show, mm. this is who we are, but that's already done, that's done for us. Now we've got to hit the ground running. It's harder. It's 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 a lot harder. What are we talking about today? <laughs> beyond, the the, beyond the t-shirts. <laughs> beyond that the t-shirt. Material. T-shirt subscription. Uh, no, so you, um, you were saying something to me the other day or explaining the situation that you've got set up with um with Sarah. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's cool. How's that, how's that how's that working for you? How how do you do you just cuz I I can't remember what it was. Did you I think you either sent her an email or you forwarded her a, a thing that popped up on your laptop. Yep. Um you did like a shortcut or something. So then I asked you like what how is that how does that work? And then you showed me some sort of graph chart thing with a lot of converging lines and a lot of boxes. Yeah. And then I, I was just completely about. lost. So I thought, you know what? Save it. And just use it for the show because I assume what you've got is a system in place that's that's potentially super interesting and helpful for the listeners. Hopefully, hopefully, hey, hopefully, because I didn't really. Uh, yeah, so it. I, I guess I'll give a bit of background. Is for those of you that have been listening for the show for a while, you'll know that I was hiring. So there's 12 people in the company who are expert trades right now, um, and I guess one thing I just want to say: really, really proud of the fact that we've managed to uh, pull through the last three months. Uh, no no redundancies and stuff like that so super happy with that mm-hmm. um yeah, i think it's just a testament to the team digging in and sort of showing some grit and i know that more people of the team listen to the show than i expect uh, so i just want to say use this as an opportunity to say congrats to the team really really impressed going into lockdown i'd basically made a job offer to someone um to act as an executive assistant uh, for a whole host of different reasons. And I don't want to repurpose that because people can just go back and listen yeah, to Yeah, we've show. covered this in a few shows. Um, let's try, and I'm not, I don't want to put the work on you, but let's try and find that show and it potentially be listed in the show notes of mm-hmm. when that conversation took place. Um, because to be honest, when I when I got the advice to hire an EA, I thought that is the most pretentious thing I have ever heard. <laughs> uh, but it came from someone that I actually quite respect and they've, they've grown their business uh, and scaled it fairly quickly so i thought there must be something there um so that entertained the idea met someone and thought this is perfect and naturally going into covid and seeing what was happening in the world taking on extra expense it's just it's a terrible time to take an extra an extra expense because it then jeopardizes and puts more pressure on the rest of the team that you've got in the in the business so i didn't go ahead with that hire um but i think one thing that i was very aware of is i'd kind of started to look at things daily that i thought there must be a more efficient way to do this even just from having some of these conversations with this EA that was coming in, she was challenging me on some of the stuff through the interview process and as we were spending a bit of time together to talk about what the role would look like because an EA is basically an extension to yourself. It's a way to sort of get more efficient throughout the week and get more time and also act as like a block and tackler to protect your time from people sticking stuff in your diary in your calendar. So I really started to think actually there's, there's probably loads of inefficiencies in my working week right now and it'd be great to get couple of hours back half a day back a day back a week and not going ahead with that role kind of disheartened i thought okay like back to the grindstone and i kind of slipped into becoming a bit of a task monkey again so i had a really open conversation with sarah so sarah's been in the business for six years now um largely on the verified part of the business so doing community stuff and basic admin tasks Mm -hmm. she likes admin she likes process 
Uh, and then last year she did a course in project management. And we just got talking about, well, she kind of just saw me staying up later than I wanted to be, um, down to just tasks. And then she was like, oh, what are you working on? And normally I just say work. I guess actually just thinking out loud, she sort of initiated a deeper conversation. She was like, you always say work. Like, what are you actually working on? And I'm like, what do you mean? She was like, well, imagine I'm a colleague, have that idea, mm-hmm. and I care about the business because I'm your wife. Tell me what you're actually working on compared to just blowing me off with, I'm just working, babe. So I told her. And the amount of things that I went through that I was telling her that I was doing that day or that week, and she just went, well, why are you doing that? I'm like, oh, it's just quicker for me to do it. And she was like, okay, let's just sit down. So we sat down together and actually booked half a day of work to go through everything that was in my workflow, everything that I'd done and struggling with, and was in a to-do list that never got done. And I think everyone listening to this is probably in the same boat. There's endless amounts of to-dos and tasks and stuff. And I'm just, I'm a person that has too many channels open, too many comms channels open, and I'm really poor at documenting the things I need to get done and strategically doing the most important stuff. I'm, I kind of felt I was falling into this reactive role again. Um, and because I'm more aware of it, I felt really bad. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I know I shouldn't be doing this. When you don't know, you're oblivious to it. So you can just be a task monkey in bliss because you don't know there's a yeah, better you, version. You, you kind of just think, well, I'm so busy, but I've, it's just got to be done. And you're not aware that yeah. like, maybe I could be op- optimizing my time. Yeah. So kind of made me more aware of it. Sat down with Sarah and then she was like, okay, we need to fix this. You were hiring an EA for a reason. Um, the boys, so Reggie, our youngest, goes back to goes to full-time school in September. Um, so Sarah was just like, listen, I'm going to have more time in September to do more work for expert trades. I think this role that you're going to hire for, I can step into. So how about we use the opportunity between now and September to do it on a smaller scale to see if I can, one, help you from a process perspective, uh, and then two, see if I can actually help you from an EA perspective to start structuring your weeks for you. So you can come up. My dream is to wake up and know that the stuff that's in my calendar is the stuff that I've prioritized and is meaningful and important. Mm-hmm. That's a dream. And I think that's everyone's like perfect yeah, I mean, scenario. Everyone has the same issue, right? I guess, um, and maybe we'll get onto it in a bit, but it's like, what's the tipping point where you need to just set time aside yourself and do this process of what's the most important thing and mm-hmm. when's the tipping point of hiring someone for it. But I think one of the benefits of having a another set of eyes on it is you have to sort of, regardless of who that person is, you have to be able to justify, is it really important? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's like you can convince yourself stuff is important because you don't want to let John down, but you don't let John down or you've got a 50K proposal to get sorted by the end of the week. Someone just would look at it and go, call John and tell him that's going to be three days late. Yeah, you know that's I mean? interesting. It's, it an ob- just- it's an objective point of view, that is, because, yeah, like f- most people, if not all people, don't want to let anyone down. So when mm-hmm. you said, oh, I told John that I'd get it to him by Wednesday you're going to get it to him by Wednesday, even if you, like you said, the 50K deal yeah. is due today. <laughs> but but what it naturally does is, um, kind of similar to having a personal trainer, is how I'd probably put it, is if you know you've got to go in next week and have a session with your PT and he's going to grill you for 45 minutes and work you hard, and then he asks you the question, oh, what did you do in the last seven days? What have you eaten? Have you worked out? You're probably going to be more active in between those <laughs> sessions because you know you're going to ask the question. So what I actually found is just from having a couple of conversations with Sarah when stuff hit my inbox, I'm like, you kind of second guess yourself. You hold yourself accountable without it having That's to go to that second set of eyes. So there was a benefit there. So what me and Sarah basically ended up doing was sitting down and saying, okay, 
um, let's just build a process out of how work gets done. And the thing that you already said, the uh, how, I showed you a graph. You mean how work gets done between you you two, or what? You, how you get work done? How I get work done? Okay. And that's a great question, actually, because what I didn't want to do was build a process that involved someone else. And that sounds contradictive to me having someone else working on my prioritization and to-dos. Sarah, as an EA would, acts as an extension to myself. Mm -hmm. So it's one process that we both understand. It's not me handing something over to someone and saying, work that out and then give it me back. So we, we kind of said, okay, let's get a process of how work takes place. So we sort of started talking through it. I'm like, okay, we need to document this and put it down. And the thing that I showed you was uh, I'm a big fan of a new service that I'm using called Whimsical. Have you used it yet? I can't remember that I told you and God showed it no. you. So it's pretty it, lo- cool. it looks fairly simple, obviously, but it's... Yeah, it's pretty cool. One, one thing I often say to you is, like, it's cool having that tool that can make you, that can help you draw those graphs and tables or whatever, mm-hmm. but it's like knowing which graph or table is the right one to plan something out yeah that's where i struggle well, so I, giving me a tool like that but like no but interestingly i think with women's school it, it only does like i think it only does like five different things so you've got like flow charts pro flow charts slash process charts mind maps trello board stuff and wireframes so do you know that thing that i sent you the other day which was like a, a mock-up of an a5 leaflet that we needed yeah so i just drew that out on women's school dead quick and then annotated it mm-hmm. basically so anyway from the from the flow chart perspective it's super fast once you've spent 20 minutes in it to basically draw a diagram of how things move so we kind of said okay and this is this might be difficult for people to follow along with but i'll do it anyway i just recommend everyone going to women's course i think it's free hey is it spelt funnily or is it just w h i m s i c a l so whimsical.com um, so head over it's free so it does flow charts wireframes sticky notes mind maps um, and you can do three boards for free. And a little hack as well for you, for you guys listening is try it for free. And on the basis, you don't need to create lots and lots of boards. A board has no boundaries. It has no edges. So what I've worked out, if I take expert trades from like a product roadmap perspective, which is what I'm building our product roadmap on, mm. the, the board can be massive. So you can create like an area for part of your business, part of our business is called Tool Talk, and then I can just go to a different part of the same board and build another mind map or a process chart all on the same board. So you can probably use it for free for quite a long time, That's cool. and it's really fast. So we built this chart, and I'm just going to load it up in front of me now so I can help explain it better, and I'll just share it with you, H, so you can see it as well. Mm-hmm. So like, what's the thing at the top? Incoming task slash idea. So I'm going to try and keep this... Fairly simple for people to follow along with, but this is the process that we've we've nailed down. And it's not just something I'm thinking about. This is something we've been working to for the last couple of, well, nearly a month now. And so when you, sorry, when you got started with this, did you just say, okay, what happens? And then starts, people can't see obviously, but you've got blue boxes, orange and green and stuff like that. Did you go, okay, what normally happens? Someone sends me something in my inbox, mm-hmm. a new test comes in. And then like these next stages, have you just thought what actually happens and like how have you decided that there's decisions like you've got yes and no or you've got alternate routes on this path? Yep. Did you know not a clue. or did you have to filter that down in your own mind? This decide? was like a conversation I with Sarah and I'll okay. try and probably talk through that process in yep. case it helps someone listening. So Sarah went through my to-do list and saw loads of stuff overdue and bits like that and then she was like, why is all this overdue? I was like, well, that's not a to-do. I just put a date on it because I want to think about it in the future. Yeah, I'm, I'm guilty of that. 
Be- I, I think because otherwise, is. if it's especially on Monday, if it's not got a deadline, it won't appear in my week, and then it's it's very easily lost. Yeah. So I do. I just slap a deadline, and then all of a sudden you've got some things that are overdue because you just put Friday. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, and for those of you listening, Monday is monday.com, which is yeah. a project management tool that we use across the business. Uh, that we can, I'll put a list of whatever we mentioned, by yeah, the way. Yeah, we can probably channel. talk about that in a future show as well, So I think we've got some key learners on that. And I want to try and add some more tactical stuff to the podcast um, because I think that's one of the shows that we've had some really good feedback mm-hmm. on so far from speaking to the community through the network. Um, so Sarah looked at my all my to-dos and she was like, well, that's not a to-do. That's like an idea. I might agree. So I went, okay, out of all your lists, what are to-dos that you actually need to get done? And what are stuff that you just want to keep for future thoughts to think about? So I then separated the lists out. That was a bit of a bit of a job. And, uh, where, and where are these lists? Are you, these all on Monday? No. Okay. <laughs> and this is where why, I to... why, why not? Because I'm pretty sure you've said it on the record. <laughs> all Everything on lives Monday. on Monday. Yeah, it does for the team. follow what i say not what i do here's here's the truth of it is um he's sponsored by trello uh, (laughs) (laughs) no so the truth of it is is um i'm in a position where i i personally struggle with monday from and there's very few projects that i do that are collaborative with someone else in the team um the majority of the team, probably 85% of the other members of the team, they work on stuff where there is a knock-on impact from uh, the workflow. So you're doing something that impacts someone else on the team. Majority of the stuff of mine is really done in isolation because if there's something that, that involves tool talk, I come to you because you're the project manager, mm-hmm. uh, product manager for tool talk, and then say, Harry, here's what we need to do. That goes from my to-do list into your to-do list, which lives on Monday. And then it goes into the team because there's relationships and yep. collaboration that takes place. And I struggle largely with Monday because it's a fucking piss poor place to capture ideas and to capture quick to do's and thoughts. Mm. There's no, and for me, as I'm walking or driving or running, whatever I'm doing, the biggest thing for me is I need to get it out of my head. I, I spend so much time remembering and forgetting and beating myself up about stuff that I forgot that I need an instant capture to get it in. So I use an app called Things. So Things 3, um, I think it's a 10 on your phone and tw- like 20 quid on an iPad. It's not cheap. Was uh, it free to download? Um, I don't think it is, no. I think it's, So you took a punt on this? Uh, no, I watched <laughs> I watched about three hours worth of videos <laughs> on, a, on a Saturday morning looking at OmniFocus or Things. So OmniFocus is another tool I was looking at. But it was a risk that it became another Monday. It became mm. just very complicated. What I needed was just somewhere simple to capture my thoughts and organize my to-dos and it it did that for me so i used it in isolation on myself for a period of time probably the last three months now so so is that um is that like a there's a checkbox list functionality and Mm. then there's a blank notes section for ideas so the way it works on there is you have something called your inbox so the process that i operate to is everything everything Every activity, every to-do, or every thought, aka an idea, I get it out of my head and into my things inbox. So even to the point that I can be running and I can be like, hey, I won't say the word in case everyone's phone goes off, hey, Sierra, and I can say, add this thing to my inbox and things. So I can be like, hey, remind me to call Stephen May and talk to him about X in things. So then it's out of my head and it's in there. So I'll come back to this in a bit. Mm-hmm. So it's that's there. So then everything lives in the inbox. So if you look at my 
process flow. If you weren't to use your voice to do that, though, what what does that look like? Is it you, are you just typing it into a, a? Yeah, two things. So a mobile app, you can just open it up. You can even do the the press and hold and add a quick note. Mm-hmm. Um, or the best thing for me is the Mac app. So you can press a shortcut. So let's just say I'm browsing my inbox, uh, or I'm watching something on YouTube. I can press, um, I think it's command and space. And wherever I am, a pop-up comes up. I can type a thought, press enter, and it's gone. It's out my head into my things inbox. And that makes me feel really, I guess, comfortable. And that's just adding to a list, right? Just adding to a list. So for me, an easy way to capture thoughts was a a requirement for me. Get it out my head into that because I feel really anxious when I've got a number of things and I don't know what they are. So I'd spend a lot of time procrastinating, thinking, I've got to do this, I've got to do that. And I'd I'd just waste lots of energy. I think that that's, um, funny enough, you say Stephen May, he's he's a prime example of it. But I I used to do the same sort of exercise. Like, If you ever think of anything, Mm -hmm. don't think... I'll remember that later and I should, oh, I should, I should remember that. Let me write it, write it down later or do it later. Write it down as soon as possible because you will 100% forget because yeah. chances are the reason you've thought about something is you've either, you're either doing an activity that allows you to think or like you say, you've seen or watched mm-hmm. something that's a, that's an inspiration for an idea. But I if, put, if, I put my phone on the wash basket in my bathroom when I'm having a shower. So I can just shout out stuff to my phone to add it. Because in my, I, you think about everything. Everything comes back to you. Mm-hmm. Pretty chill. So that shows that for me, just how easy it is to capture those thoughts. So from my workflow perspective, without confusing people too much, I designed the process with Sarah on a service called Whimsical. I advise people go check it out. I use an app called Things 3 to capture thoughts and manage my days. So Sarah said to me, <laughs> Okay. Why is it Things 3? I think it's just the version. I don't know. Go Google it. part of a trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so then the, the question was, is okay, wherever work comes in, wherever a t- task comes in, whether it's on my WhatsApp, Facebook Messenger, email, phone call, as soon as I get a task or an idea, it goes into my Things inbox. So if you follow this flow, it says incoming task or idea. Mm-hmm. If it's a an idea... One of the best things about the Things app is it has something called a someday folder. So that's a something that does not require a to-do that you want to capture, and it's a dedicated area on things. So if it's an idea, I say, I've had an idea, this, put it in, and then Sora moves it to my someday folder. So the activity there is, because I meet Sora once a week from a project management and task perspective, I've got a task, which is every two weeks, I review my someday folder in my EA call. So what that is, is everything that I'm thinking about, we fire up the someday list and go, is any of this now important to you mm-hmm. that you want to convert into a to-do? Yes, yes, no, 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 no. Cool. The stuff that stays as an idea, stays as an idea, out of my head. And the stuff that is a to-do then moves into my things inbox, okay? So it lives there. So when an idea becomes a task or any other task, then there are two different options here. So... It's a defined task or it's not defined, okay? Mm-hmm. So I might be running and be like, get Harry to research how to create GIFs for Tool Talk, which is something that I actually want to do, by the way. So when someone types in a brand like Monument Tools, we've got some cool Monument mm-hmm. GIFs and it was like, how cool would it be if we became the, the brand that gets all the GIFs and they're all Tool Talk or Expert Trace branded? So I might put that into my to-dos, but that's not a to-do. That's just a fucking thought. So it was like, okay, how do you define something? What is needed 
to, to be able to have it in a to-do list and then schedule that work to actually take place. So if it's defined, and what that means is it's got a who, a what, a when, a how long, and is it important or urgent? That was a lot of information I just threw at you. Mm. I can tell from the glass. I feel like work. I need to see it. That's the thing. So imagine this. Task comes in. It goes into my inbox and I define it, which is cool. Um, I need to put a proposal for this brand. It's going to take me two hours. It's for this company and it needs to be done by Friday. And it's very important and should take priority. So I'd put that as a note into this task. And that's still in things right now. Yeah, and then I forget about it. Mm -hmm. I don't do anything else with it, okay? Yep. So then what happens with that is at the end of every single day, Sora goes into my inbox in things, looks through all my tasks, and goes, okay, that's a 30-minute task, that's a one-hour task, that's a 15-minute task, and then puts it into my calendar for me throughout the week. So all of a sudden what I'm doing is I'm capturing my action, putting it into things, and then Sora, because she's got more time, can go in and prioritize my work for me. Stick it into my so calendar. Builds your calendar out. So then I wake up in the morning and I'm like, okay, what I've got to get done today? And I can go into the day and sit at my desk and then I'll just have alerts come up and say, well, this is your activity. And it's got all my description and notes because I've defined it and she puts that into the calendar notes for me. So I can come in and just get my work okay. done. So if you're in a position now where you go, okay, I've put a task in, but I haven't defined it, I then have to do one of two things. I define at the end of the day with something called my things clean and define. So if you open my calendar now, the last activity I do at the end of every single day is go in and define my tasks. Okay. So which means everything that's in this pile of stuff that I've added, I need to go in and say, who's it for? How long is it going to take? And how important is it? So the, so an idea that you've come up with, you you spend time as an activity going through and reviewing all of those mm -hmm. and deciding to bin off or to define and create a task. Yes. And nothing will survive. N nothing will linger going through that process. Like you won't, you won't go, well, I've, I've done half of these, leave them in the, leave them in the bucket for next time I come around to this task again. No. And so I'll kick my ass if I do, because she has a process where she wakes up the next day and while I'm doing my projects for the morning, because they're already preset, is she'll go in and then start adding stuff to the calendar for me. So that's, for me, there's, there's loads of benefits to that. And I know we're going really into the weeds for this, but it gives my day an end cap as well. That's when I know I'm done. And the reason I have to define it at the end of the day is because I might have captured it off a phone call or on a run, and there's no details to that to do. Mm -hmm because I'm using things as like a capture all, get it out of my head and put it into that list. The last thing I do at the end of the day is define all those tasks. So then the next day when I go to work, they are scheduled into my calendar for me. And I, and I guess I'm assuming that if you came up with an idea, but then you've reviewed it and thought, well, I need more information or anything like that, then the action is to clarify and understand what the hell you the note is or, or what this idea is exactly must flesh out <laughs> yeah exactly so i i might go in there and say um i want to research this because i haven't got a, a physical activity or to do mm -hmm. off the back of it and i might put i just want to spend 15 minutes on it and so i'll be like okay cool and she'll put that 15 minutes into my calendar with you made this note this is now in your to-dos and i go and get it done the other thing that happens is when sarah looks at my activities she goes okay do i book it into your calendar or do i delegate it out because Sarah knows the team inside out. She knows what people are good at. Mm -hmm. And she goes, you don't need to do this. I've got enough detail here to then hand this across to 40 because 40 can pick this up. 
So then she all of a sudden takes stuff that I naturally would have been doing myself because I, in my air quotes, it's easier for me to do it than pick up the phone to forward or send forward an email to delegate that task out. Whereas Sarah says, no, 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 even if it saves you 15 minutes and Fordy can do it, Fordy's doing it. So she'll take it off my to-do list and put it into Fordy's to-do list and he'll get it done. And that's really it. And I guess though with that, the potential, it's one of them things where you don't, Sometimes it's easier to do it yourself, but mm-hmm. if you do, or if you always do it yourself, you'll always end up doing it yourself, right? Because you've not taught the other person that one the task even needs doing, and yep. that they, uh, you spend that time telling them this is a task that needs doing, then they can take it off your hands indefinitely. Yeah, but he, but here's what happens: is I'll put something in which might be like we are pro club distribution via my Hermes. Just something that's in my to do right now. So sorry, I'll be thinking, well, that has to live with Adam because that's a technical obviously a technical to do and it's something new but here's the great thing about this normally i'd just do it and i'd do it and i'd do it i've already seen the benefit of sorry saying just saying so you know, like you've put this similar task in twice and it's an hour explain the task to me and i'll explain it she'll be like you need to spend the next hour that you were going to be doing this on creating a process document for this specific task mm-hmm. because we need to give that to someone else in the team because you're spending an hour a week on this because she has more of a macro view of my calendar I'm coming in and just being a task monkey. And it's a weird bit of comfort for me right now because I'm coming in and just doing air quote tasks and activities because I've already predefined what's important. So I don't second guess my calendar. So I don't waste time looking through my inbox, looking through my messages, looking through all these different places to go, what's the most important task I should be doing right Mm -hmm. now? There is in theory, nothing I do the day I wake up that hasn't been predefined and planned. So to wrap up, um, for people that are listening and aren't in a position to have an EA. Yep. How? What's? What are their first steps in this process? What What can they take away and think? Well, I can't get someone to to do all of that for me. Can they? Do they just do it themselves? Do yeah. they implement that same process? One hundred percent. Like this has got absolutely nothing to do with having an EA. Absolutely nothing, or having another supporting role. So in theory, you could do this yourself. If I could go back in time, I would already have been doing this myself because the amount of energy that you spend and waste procrastinating and switching tasks throughout a day is alarming, Mm. especially for someone like myself, Um, especially for someone like myself who sits and does work and continually second guesses, is this the most important thing I can be working on right now? If you start your day with the day planned, you have loads more energy to get the stuff done. And for me, if I if I block off an hour, it's like it always confuses me when people have work blocked into their calendar for like three, four, five hours at a time. You can't be productive for that long. Start to chunk your day up to smaller tasks. How do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? Chunk those down into smaller things and stay energetic. But whether you whether you have an EA, whether you're a large team or whether you're a one-person company, I would highly recommend just putting non-negotiable time in your calendar to find an easy way to capture your to-dos. Super important. Um, I think that's a must. Use that to-do list to then put work into your calendar and then every single night at the end of your day, plan your following day because then all of a sudden you wake up and you've got, you're energized. Mm -hmm. Cool, I've got stuff I know I need to get done and you power through it and you might have work up until five o'clock and here's the thing is like, if you've got work to do and you estimated 30 minutes and it took you 15, great, you've just given yourself 15 minutes. So then you bring all your work forward, you get it done or you take a walk or you grab a coffee and you can actually get your day done. I've been in situations in the last couple of weeks where I've got my day done two to three hours earlier 
But rather than sit at my desk thinking, oh, what do I need to do? What's the next thing I need to do? I need to be busy until five, six, seven, eight o'clock. I've just gone home. Mm-hmm. I've just been with the kids because I have felt productive that day and I've got stuff I need to get done, done. And I can do it guilt-free. So I would say to wrap up, you don't need an EA. You just need a process. And if you're like me and piss poor at building a process, shameless plug, go to mbs.fm slash network, join the community because someone in there will be able to help. I'll be able to help because I'll just stick saw on a phone call with you and tell you what we've done. So go and find someone in your network that can help you build this process out. And any process is only as good as the time and commitment you spend on it. And don't forget, any process that you build will always fail unless you actually stick to the plan. At the top of every, I actually had an interesting board meeting a couple of months back uh, and my chairman said, are you sticking to the plan? Because we've got a new budget. Yep. Every single day I wake up and in my journal I write, am I sticking to the plan? And I have to be honest with myself, that's like a personal like mantra for me right now. So regardless of what process you build, it doesn't have to be things, it can be Asana, it can be Monday. There's a thousand and one different project management tools. Whatever you pick will work on the basis you stick to the process that you lay out. It's the process thing that I'm piss poor at that keeps letting me down. Having that accountability partner in an EA is a luxury for me, but that's what's making it really efficient. But you definitely don't need it. Oh, 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 oh